Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Tonight, there's a number of major stories developing as we come on the air, including that dangerous winter storm, leaving a quarter of a million people without power. And the storm is far from over. Brutally cold temperatures, ice and snow on the roads as accidents turn deadly. The cleanup tonight at airports after more than 5,000 flights are canceled, where the storm is headed next. Terrorist leader killed. New details about the risky middle-of-the-night raid in Syria and how the head of ISIS blew himself up along with his wife and children. Russian propaganda. U.S. intelligence reveals a Kremlin plot as a pretext to invade Ukraine. Nationwide surge in violent crimes. President Biden's new crackdown on so-called ghost guns as he visits New York City and says enough is enough. The answer is not to defund the police. It's to give you the tools, the training, the funding to be partners, to be protectors, and community need you. Combating homelessness in our Eye on America series tonight, a Florida shelter that provides more than a warm meal and a bed. Facebook stock plummets. Wyatt's parent company, Meta, took the largest one-day drop in market history. And the billions lost by founder Mark Zuckerberg. And fighting with hope. The incredible story of how one woman battling cancer is paying it forward. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell, reporting from the nation's capital. Good evening, and thank you so much for joining us. We're going to begin tonight with that massive winter storm impacting more than a third of the country. The storm stretches some 2,300 miles from Texas to Maine. Heavy snowfall made for slick roads and dangerous travel conditions, and the storm turned deadly with at least two deaths blamed on the weather. 
The roads were bad, but the air wasn't any better. For the second straight day, thousands of flights were canceled. Dallas-Fort Worth Airport was forced to shut down their runways altogether. Well, more than 250,000 customers are without power tonight after freezing rain and ice downed trees and power lines from Texas to Ohio. Tennessee is actually the hardest hit, with more than 140,000 without power. And we have some breaking news. The severe weather led to a large tornado in Alabama that killed at least one person and destroyed several homes in rural Hale County. That's located about 70 miles southwest of Birmingham. We have two reports tonight on this monster storm, starting with CBS's Chris Van Cleve from Dallas. Good evening, Chris. Nora, the big concern here remains the power. It is frigid, and with wind chill, it feels like it's about 9 degrees, and it's going to get colder. So it is a race to get the lights back on for as many people as possible. But there are folks here in Texas who worry even if the lights come back on, they may not stay on. Tonight, Texas on ice. Among the tens of thousands without power amid plunging temperatures... More than 100 homes in this neighborhood just outside of Dallas. We lost power last night. The Silverman-Zelling family lost power around 1 this morning. Stacy okay. is diabetic and, and worried her um, insulin would spoil. You know the pipes? Oh, There's your power. Then, a moment of relief. Your lights came back on. Is that a relief? Yeah, but we don't trust it. With temperatures in the low 20s, the outage is a frigid reminder of last year's deadly storm that crippled the Lone Star State. But this time, the outages are spotty, many caused by iced over trees coming down on power lines, leaving a huge mess for crews working to get the power back on. We are dealing with one of the most significant icing events that we've had in the state of Texas. Outages have left more than 250,000 in the dark across the south and midwest. More than 136,000 have lost power in Tennessee alone. The icy roads caused several deaths, including a driver in Dallas who was ejected from this truck and fell onto the road below. Across the country, snow, sleet, and ice made driving treacherous. Stranded trucks line the median of this stretch of I-74 in central Illinois. The storm even triggered tornado warnings in Alabama with reports of damage and people trapped. Back in Texas, all flights in and out of Dallas-Fort Worth Airport were stopped for hours after the runways iced over. Nationwide, more than 5,000 flights were canceled today alone, the most cancellations in a single day for a weather event since 2017. Stephanie Ruff had her flight canceled at DFW after traveling for a church conference. I'm worried about spending the night here. That's why we're trying to find a place to sleep tonight. Limited flights have resumed here at DFW, but already nearly 2,000 flights have been canceled for tomorrow, many of those out of the Northeast. And the biggest test for the Texas power grid is yet to come. Temperatures are going to plunge. With wind chill, it's going to feel as cold as negative 6. Nora? That's cold in Texas. Chris Van Cleve, thank you. This monster storm is far from over. To find out where it's headed next, let's bring in the Weather Channel's Mike Bettis, who is in snowy Cleveland. Good evening, Mike. Well, good evening, Nora. A winter storm that has hammered states from Texas, eventually all the way through New England. Here in Ohio and in Cleveland, an absolute beating from this winter storm. Uh, temperatures that have dropped into the 20s, winds that have been gusting 40 miles an hour, and visibility that's next to nothing. You can see just how desolate it is here in downtown Cleveland, right along the lakefront here. Slow traffic and snow-covered roads, and just about everything has been shut down. All of this begins to wrap up overnight tonight, moves into the northeast. The problem, though, is 
the temperatures biting cold after the snow. A lot of places, more than 70 million Americans will see temperatures in the single digits. Nora, one storm that people won't soon forget. Thank you, Mike Pettis. Well, tonight we have new details about that overnight raid in Syria that led to the death of one of the world's most wanted men. The mission took months of planning and the special forces did dozens of rehearsals to make sure they were prepared for the risky operation. CBS's David Martin reports the terrorist blew himself up and troops had to identify him with DNA and a fingerprint match. The U.S. set out to capture the ISIS leader in this hideaway. But Abu Ibrahim al-Hashimi al-Qurashi blew himself up, along with his wife and two children. The explosion leveled the third floor and sent bodies flying into the yard below. President Biden watched from the White House Situation Room. He chose to blow himself up, not just to the vest, but to blow up that third floor, rather than face justice for the crimes he has committed. Nighttime video shows the lights of orbiting helicopters and picks up the sounds of the raid. The commandos came in by helicopter with armed drones and fighter aircraft overhead, using bullhorns to warn a family on the first floor to get out while they could. After Al-Qurashi blew himself up, commandos stormed the second floor, where one of his lieutenants and his wife had barricaded themselves. Both were killed along with the child. The president, who approved the operation after being shown a scale model of the house, had ordered a ground raid in an effort to avoid civilian casualties. Knowing that this terrorist had chosen to surround himself with families, including children, we made a choice to pursue a special forces raid at a much greater risk than our, to our own people, rather than targeting him with an airstrike. They were on the ground for two hours, long enough to identify Al-Qurashi's body and seized cell phones and laptops. A Black Hawk helicopter broke down and had to be left behind and destroyed by an airstrike. Two years ago, a similar raid attempted to capture the then-leader of ISIS, Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi. But he, too, blew himself up. General Frank McKenzie commanded both missions. While Baghdadi was iconic and a philosopher uh, figure in, uh, in ISIS, this guy was actually far more of an operational planner and a director of operations. Al-Qurashi is blamed for orchestrating massacres and rapes of the Yazidi people of Iraq and for directing the recent attempt to spring 3,000 ISIS fighters from a prison in Syria. Ten people got out alive, seven were killed, three of them children. Administration officials blame all the deaths on ISIS, but Defense Secretary Austin promised to look at whether U.S. actions caused any harm to innocent civilians. Nora? David Martin at the Pentagon, thank you. We've got some more news now about our military today. U.S. troops with the 82nd Airborne Division from Fort Bragg, North Carolina, prepared for deployment to Eastern Europe amid escalating tensions between Ukraine and Russia. They're among the 2,000 troops heading to the region to support NATO. Meanwhile, for the first time, U.S. intelligence revealed an elaborate Russian plot to stage a fabricated attack by Ukrainian forces as a pretext for a possible invasion. CBS's Holly Williams is in key for us tonight with new reporting. Good evening, Holly. 
Nora, the US government says an attack staged by Russia could include a graphic propaganda video purporting to show explosions, corpses and military equipment supplied by the West with actors playing grieving mourners. A senior administration official told CBS News Russia may have already recruited people to set up the incident and the fake victims could be in Russia or Russian-speaking people here in Ukraine. With roughly 100,000 Russian troops massed on Ukraine's border, the U.S. government's been warning for weeks that Russia could stage a violent incident as a justification for moving in, a so-called false flag operation. This is a new level of detail, though the government's not provided any supporting evidence. The U.S. says this is just one of a number of options Russia's developed, and the U.S. is going public with it to try to dissuade Moscow from moving forward. Nora. Fascinating new details. Holly Williams, thank you. Crime and violence is on the rise in almost every major city in the country. Today, President Biden paid a visit to the nation's largest city, New York, which is going through a crime wave of its own. CBS's Jeff Pegues reports. Today, President Biden promised police officers on the front lines of the violence that they would get help. The answer is not to defund the police. It's to give you the tools, the training, the funding to be partners, to be protectors. Mr. Biden visited the city within days of two funerals for NYPD officers who were shot and killed by a man armed with a gun equipped with a high-capacity magazine capable of holding 40 rounds. Just a month into the new year, six NYPD officers have been shot. New York's mayor, who sat next to the president, called for action to stop the violence. We're here in solidarity to deal with the issue of violence that has become pervasive in not only New York City, but in the cities across America. Cities are struggling to get a handle on crime. In 2021, there was a nearly 12% increase in gun violence murders compared to the year before. Law enforcement officials acknowledge that in some cases they are outgunned by suspects armed with manufactured weapons or so-called ghost guns converted into illegal machine guns. We haven't seen so many machine guns used in crimes since prohibition. Is that right? That is right. Your average law enforcement officer is not armed with a machine gun. Increasingly, criminals are. And Jeff Begay joins us now from New York. So, Jeff, what is the administration proposing to do to get these ghost guns off the streets? Nora, today the Justice Department announced a new initiative that would toughen penalties for suspects caught committing crimes with ghost guns. City residents here in New York just hoping for some sort of relief. Shootings are up in this city more than 32 percent so far this year. Nora. Jeff Begay's, thank you. All right, some sad news is tonight officials in Oroville, California, are trying to determine the motive for a deadly shooting. Aboard a Greyhound bus, one person was killed and four others were wounded, including an 11-year-old girl and a 25-year-old pregnant woman who remains in critical condition. The suspect was later captured at a Walmart. Few communities have faced a more difficult time during the pandemic than the homeless. In today's Eye on America, CBS's Manuel Bohorkas highlights one Florida shelter that's doing more than just providing a warm meal and a place to stay. They are changing lives. For 27-year-old Chris Benham, working for this Miami food distributor isn't just a job. It's a life changer. Only months ago, he was homeless, living out of his car. One of the the hardest things 
that any homeless person goes through is the constant disrespect that they get from every person that is walking the street or driving. Right. Yeah, it sucks being on the street. So he decided to turn to a shelter. I thought it was just going to be like every other shelter that I've been to, where they really didn't give a care about the people. But that was not the case. He ended up at the Chapman Partnership. Like Benham, everyone who comes through here is assigned a case manager to monitor their progress through classes offered for new job skills. 20% of the homeless here aren't jobless. They just can't afford to make ends meet. And more than 40% are families with children who also attend classes, even banking courses. Our goal is to make sure that they don't come back as an adult. Samaria Hudson is the CEO. People would think that if you provide a warm meal, some shelter, maybe some clothes, that that's the traditional approach. That's not enough. We certainly do all of that. But we do believe that once we settle on your basic needs, we need to give you more. This does require an investment from the community. The Chapman Partnership's 800 beds and programs are largely funded by a county food and beverage tax. We want you to be part of our journey. Hudson also fundraises, bringing her Harvard business degree and experience in the corporate world to a cause that's also personal. Her uncle, Billy Ray Bland, died homeless. By the time he came in from the streets, it was it was too late. But it wasn't too late for people like Chris Benham. Here he is at a graduation hosted by the partnership after learning to operate a forklift. And here he is now. So what's the future for you? The future is uh, hopefully staying with this company and actually growing in it. And it feels good? It does, it does. Feels good to head in a new direction. For Eye on America, Manuel Bajorquez, Miami. Sound the gifting panic alarm. We've all been there. You need to find the perfect gift. You have absolutely zero ideas and you don't know where to start. Relax. Now you can use gift mode on Etsy. Gift mode takes the stress out of gifting, so you can find the perfect item for anyone and any occasion. Just answer a few short questions about who you're shopping for and what they like, and Gift Mode gives you curated gift ideas based on hundreds of personas. Imagine pages of artisan espresso mugs for the coffee connoisseur in your life. Or for the pickleballer, customized paddle covers in every shade imaginable. Etsy's got you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try Gift Mode on Etsy now. Tonight, there are protests and growing calls for an ex-Chicago police officer to face federal charges in the murder of 17-year-old Laquan McDonald. Jason Van Dyke was released from prison today for good behavior after serving less than half his sentence. Van Dyke was convicted in October of 2018, more than four years after he fired 16 bullets into the teen as he turned away from police while holding a knife. All right. Facebook's parent company, Meta, suffered historic losses today after reporting an unprecedented drop in average daily users and weaker than expected earnings. The stock was down more than 26 percent at the close, costing the company more than $200 billion in market value. Facebook founder Mark Zuckerberg's personal net worth, well, it dropped over $25 billion, according to Forbes. Meta blames the skid partly on competition from rival platforms, including TikTok. 
And big news overseas tonight. Four members of Boris Johnson's inner circle resigned today amid growing pressure on the British prime minister to step down. The senior aides quit within hours of each other. Johnson is under fire from his own party after it was revealed that he hosted more than a dozen drinking parties while the rest of the country was under strict nationwide COVID lockdowns. Finally tonight, nobody understands what it's like going through cancer treatments until they've gone through it themselves. CBS's Mark Strassman speaks to a woman who's packaging up kindness along with advice. Emily King is big on finding what works for cancer patients and boxing it up in the fight for life. I've had 35 rounds of chemo. You're something of a chemo expert. Unfortunately, yes. Colon cancer, stage four, diagnosed in 2019 when she was 27. How can I help this next community that I'm a part of? What do we got? Her charity, Fighting with Hope, sends these chemo care packages. I have mints for nausea. King's chemo tips and tricks. Buy a blanket. Hospitals are freezing. About 30 fixes in every box. I don't know what it is, but the Starburst work. It just washed the taste out. Yeah. Sponsor me, start Yeah, right. <laughs> More than 100 boxes shipped to chemo patients like Carrie Spasic in Houston. I love it. Also fighting colon cancer. Just to know that somebody's thinking about you and kind of knows what you're going through. Every package, about 20 go out a month, opens a sense of community. There are a lot of dark times during um, cancer. You're stepping into the light together. Stepping in the light together. King is shipping compassion, one box at a time. Mark Strassman, CBS News, Mobile, Alabama. On tomorrow's CBS Evening News, Steve Hartman goes on the road with an update on a fairy garden and the magical friendship it created. And if you can't watch us live, don't forget to set your DVR so you can watch us later. That's tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell in our nation's capital. Good night. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. Hi, this is Jill Schlesinger, CBS News business analyst, certified financial planner, and host of the Money Watch podcast. This is the show where your money is not scary and it's not boring. It is a show that's all about you. It's your questions that make it possible for me to provide unconventional and entertaining insights on your money and maybe more importantly, on your life. I'm going to be your financial coach, someone who brings common sense and an insider's perspective on how to manage your money and your emotions. And I promise we are going to have a little bit of fun along the way. Have a question from retirement to career changes to college funding? Just send us an email at askjill at jillonmoney.com. Follow Money Watch wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen ad-free on the Amazon Music or Wondery app.